Welcome to episode number 12 of Deep Dark Tunnel. I'm here with Chicago, New York rapper and producer Chase Alex. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm excited to uh, answer any questions you guys got. Of course. Thank you so much. Now, when we start off, walk me through your creative process. For you, what does making a track look like from start to finish? Um, making a track from start to finish, what does that look like? I'm trying to think, man. Um, uh, I'll do a better job of like telling this story um so i want to say like last year around this time uh me and you know four other people maybe five other heads moved out to montana for a month and you know we're we're making a lot of music um i made a, a lot of my favorite songs that i have while i was out there um you know making a track out there kind of looked like you know finding like going through loops or like finding chords where I could find like like dope melodies. For me, I'm very specific about what I choose to sing on. I don't know why, I just always have been. Yeah, that's usually where I start. Um, melody in the instrumental or at least like a bass line. Whatever comes out of that is uh, usually where I go, you know? So like, you know, somebody would play some cool chords and I'll pull out my, uh, my, my cell phone and go to voice memos and I'll start mumbling <laughs> mumbling in my phone until I come up with a flow that I feel like is catchy enough and I, I just kind of write around that. I kind of write all my songs like like they're like, you know, like, it's about, like every single verse or hook is like the, it's like a pop hook. So like I'll write like four or five hooks and then that'll turn into, you know, a whole entire song so like some hooks would turn into verses i'll mesh it together and then you know out of that comes a song and then i think the final process of making a song and and like my process would be like um a lot ton of sound design now how would you classify or describe the music that you make man a lot of people ask me this question i never really knew how to answer it like how to classify or design like like you know how to give a genre to the music i make i don't really know what it is i i just kind of um i go with like my influence but it definitely i can i can assure you it is um like modern hip-hop pop and like that's just kind of like the umbrella i think it sits on under but other than that yeah i don't know a lot of people say it's genre bending or a lot of people ask me what it is and like I, I I don't know I never really thought about that like when I'm making the music I'm just thinking about the process or I'm pulling directly from like you know something that influenced the song and, and it'll be crazy because a lot of times I'll be like oh we'll be working on percussion in the production I'll be like oh you know pull pull like these drums from the party next door record you know and i'll play like break from toronto or something like that and then i'll be like you know listening to um something completely completely random like um oh something completely random like uh like you know my love with like justin timberlake and be like yeah pull a melody from here it would be dope if we said something out of here and you know it just all comes together in a world of DIY scenes and underground communities under underground communities, where do you think you fit in as an artist and a creative? So, 
you know, I, I think about this too. You know, this is a question I pose to myself in terms of like DIY communities and underground communities. I'm gonna be completely honest. I, I think I stand out like a sore thumb, but I've always um, had a lot of appreciation for how people in those communities appreciate my music. You know, I've played all types of shows and I've played those shows and, you know, I, I, mean, I dyed my hair recently, but um, before that I was, you know, looking completely different from a lot of the uh, people in the room and stuff like that. But like, you know, some, you know, sometimes, you know, if, if you pull up and, you know, people don't know you, you might get a couple like, who, who is this guy? Who is this guy in the like freaking like bape t-shirt? Like what the, you know what I mean? And then sometimes you'll be in the room and they're like, oh, that's Chase. He made that one song. I think it's dope. So like, I, I don't, I don't know where I fit in in that community. I, I don't really think I do, but like they show love. And I think, um, where, you know, when it does come to like me making sense at, working at those, I mean, playing those shows or anything like that, it comes straight down to the music. And, you know, that's more important than, like, image or appearance, so. Now, you're someone who frequently collabs with a bunch of other artists, like people like Land Party, Izzy High, Andrew Goes to Hell. And I want to ask you, how important to you is it to cultivate relationships with these new and emerging artists? And where did you meet these guys? So, like, this is all, like, luck, man, like... I I haven't I don't think I went out of my way to make relationships with like any of these people that were specifically like about music like I I'm like l really just blessed like um for example like Andrew goes to hell he was like my um lab partner for like audio electronics and we had just heard about each other and like because we had heard about each other, we turned like we ended up doing like a whole bunch of like lab projects together. And one day I was just like, "Yo, we should make music." And he was like, "Yeah." And and he sent me a whole bunch of beats during quarantine, and that's how we made um, Heaven. But um, you know that discussion came from um, us cheating on each other's homeworks. Um, and then with like Lamb Party, I met him at orientation at school. Um, and you know, like his first impression of me, I guess he thought I was like, kind of like, um, because we are, you know, clean radio, I'm gonna say it, not so nice guy. And, uh, it was just funny, man. Like, uh, apparently like I kept like walking away from him or something like that while like he was trying to hang out or like talk to me or something. But, you know, fast forward, um, we became friends because we all went to this Halloween party together and it was like the, you know, first within the first two months of college. And we were with a group of people that uh, we didn't know that well, but we like had the most in common out of that whole like random group of people. And like, I just remember that night, like we all getting on the train and like, I was just like, you know, that college feeling of like not knowing anybody or feeling uncomfortable. Like he like took that away from me. I remember being like, yo, I really like you, bro. Like you really cool guy. Like, you know, I hope we continue this relationship type, you know? And then like, we went to this party and unfortunately, you know, I want to tell his business, but like a bunch of frat guys, like, you know, pressed the issue with him at that party and like, like it, it got bad. So he had to leave. Um, but I like was at the party. I didn't know that happened and spent like an hour after like lights had turned on, like going through every room being like, 
yo, where are you, bro? Like, looking for him. And then with Izzy Hot, um, I was making music, like, senior year of high school. Um, and a couple of my friends who worked at the, um, not worked, but uh, were the street team for Juggernaut down the street from where I lived. My friend Jalen, we also have an interesting story uh, about how we met, too. But the, I'll say that for another day. Uh, he 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 heard my music and he would like kick it with one of my friends and he would come over to my house and he would always tell me, yo, I got this artist, Izzy Hot. He lives in California, but when he gets back, y'all going to make some heat. Y'all going to make some heat. So um, me and Izzy just like, you know, that's how we got set up. Like they were like, you guys need to work together. You guys need to work together. And, like, as soon as he moved back from Cali, uh, we started working together. And, like, at first we had, like, a very, like, artisty kind of relationship, you know? I remember one of the first discussions we had, I was trying to tell him how to, like, you know, uh, market his SoundCloud, you know, um, account better and, like, use Instagram and stuff like that. Because he didn't even have Instagram at the time when I met him. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, eventually, like... <laughs> our relationship of like you know we make music all the time like that was our relationship kind of turned into like we don't make music we hang out <laughs> like you know what I mean we don't do that at all I want to go back to marketing yourself as an artist how much do you think as a creative um, how much time do you dedicate to having to pitch yourself to other people or having to network and get your name out there as much as it is to create the music that you're making to get to the masses Man, I think my situation is lucky because, like, I had, like, um, a nice little, like, boost in high school. So I never really, in, especially in Chicago, like, uh, I feel like my name's been floating around just off of, like, just doing shows. I never really had to be like, yo, it's your boy Chase Alex. Like, rock with me. I'm up and coming. Like, I never really had to do that. Um a lot of people would find out through a friend or like, um, I don't know, like uh, see me at a show or something like that. I don't, I think all the marketing stuff that, you know, that is upcoming or like um, that I've done in the past has always been like, like just semi me, like having fun doing creative work. Like, for example, I, I did this mini music video in the in the bathtub like my freshman year at college um, that was like a cover of a Mariah Carey song and that was just for fun it only made it to Twitter you know what I mean and that was like a marketing tactic so like I don't like do any like yo I'm Chase like I'm pitching myself to you I'm just kind of having fun and like I, I have fun doing like like I don't know like in terms of like putting my name out there everything is creative like when I think about it, it's kind of like the same way my parents do stuff. Like, both my parents make commercials. So, like, if I'm going to, you know, push my product, I'm going to make my version of an ad. And that's what I do. But, like, like networking and stuff like that, I don't know. I think I'm really blessed to not have to be in an environment where I'm like, yo, yeah, my name is Chase Alex. Check out my Instagram. You know, um... Uh, I'm fortunate enough to have like friends who are well respected and well regarded and you know if I'm in a similar predicament as them they'll like 
if I'm out of town or something, because in Chicago, I think I'm pretty good. Um, they'll like vouch on my behalf and be like, you know, yo, this is my homie Chase. Check him out. Now, Chase, who do you have in the room with us today? Today, I got uh, my right hand man, Dags, A Dags, Sir Diginson. Yeah, can I throw governments in there or is it like, uh, yeah, I got Dags with me today. Yeah, I'm going to let him speak. What's up? Now, Dags, what is your role in Chase's music and your own music? Where do you fit in as a creative, for lack of better terms? I've always just been really creative as a human. So I've always just wanted to express emotion and feeling through art. Chase, I met through a mutual friend, Jalen. They picked me up from school when I was getting evicted out of my house in Milwaukee. It was a really rough time, but he's just been my best friend ever since. Shout out Mason, too. Also been a great friend. And I think the relationship started with us just making music, but it's definitely gone through something deeper and really consider them just a great guy and really focal point in my life. Now, Dags, what is it that you do or what is your role in all of this? I would say I'm a basketball player. I'm pretty good. <laughs> I got a nice jumper. But I'm also an audio engineer, producer, and DJ. And I love helping Chase with anything he needs to get done. You know, just always around to support my role. Yeah, just trying to just help out as much as I can, for real. Just trying to be that support. Um, I realize how hard it can be as an artist because art is so intimate to the artist. And I can not never fathom not wanting to put out a piece of music or art that doesn't connect with who you are as a person. So I know how close that relationship is and how important that is. Uh, the music should always come first and speak for itself. And I think a lot of people don't view it that way, but I think that in all, in all, all falls down, music is to send the test of time. Now this is a question for both of you, but from recording in your bedroom to recording in studios with thousands of dollars in gear, where does the line between amateur and professionalism drawn in the sand for you? Like, do you think you're more authentic when you're doing everything DIY by yourself? Or do you think that having the opportunity to present yourself in a more, again, for lack of a better term, professional space, do you think that gives you a leg up? Man, I could tell you stories about the studio, man. I do not go, I do not go to the studio. I'm recording myself. Uh, paying for studio time. I'm not going to the studio, man. I could record myself at the crib. I got all the skills to do so. I could tell you some nightmare stories about working with engineers at expensive studios. I think uh, me and Dags was out at Manhattan Beach in New York, and my management at the time is paying like, you know, $80, like $100 an hour for a session. And dude didn't even know how to copy and paste my my chorus to the other end of the song. So, man, I'm good on the studio, man. <laughs> Straight up, I'm good on the studio. But we did have some good sessions while we were out there. We had a really fun time on that New York trip. Um, I want to say like two years ago, a year ago. I don't even know. Dags. Uh, I brought Dags out to New York and... Uh, and we uh, we made we made some records. We did like three songs in span of three days. I wish it was more. In LA, I think we did um, five songs in um, in nine hours. So that was that was definitely you know you want you want to talk about that at all? So Chase mentioned he loves recording at home, and that's because this dude is an amazing engineer. 
Chase Alex is a phenomenal engineer. He doesn't need, he's a multimedia artist, and that's true and true. He really is. He's engineer, graphic designer, videographer, he does it all. I think that's what makes him so special. So to the average person, yeah, they might need studio time, and they might need that extra mixing, but Chase is a phenomenal mixer. Like So it's hard when you set the bar so high to go into other studio places because in our in my eyes when we're in the bedroom we got an apollo twin we're fucking pros i mean we're we're pros you know what i'm saying like you can't t tell me nothing that we're not you know i've put our mixes that we've made in the bedroom up against people who have won grammys and their mixes in the studio on the same speakers and you can't tell me that they sound better than ours and that's the honest facts now I want to talk about your song Hard to Blend with Izzy Hot. Big fan. Walk me through the whole process of like the song story. I know there's a video to it if you want to touch upon that. Uh, yeah, let me know. All right, so um, we recorded Hard to Blend in L.A. Um, I got this um, I got this loop from Land Party like probably two years before we decided to get on it. And it's, you know, it's the instrumental. And I was like, man, it was it was a little um, no disrespect, but you know it was it was uh, repetitive. So I was like, man, if I if we throw a filter on this or something like that, make it come in stronger. Like I feel like we could just like fully make it a record because I love the beat so much. I was like, I wanted to rap on this, you know. So we're in LA and uh, I had this studio session booked, and me and Dags kept being like, yeah, we're in LA. We're gonna cook up. We're gonna make a hundred songs. And we made, like, one song while we were out there. Like, it was, like, so, our work ethic was so bad. We were too busy just trying to turn up. Like, we was getting, bro, we was having a good time, though. I'm not going to lie. Like, that, that was, it was a crazy trip, man. So, I think it was my second to last day in L.A. I was like, man, I need to record some music. So, I called my management at the time. Like, yo, book me studio time. Like, I need to get in the studio. I got too much stuff on my chest. And the plan was I would go in and I would take, like, these loosely built um, melodies and, like, I would send them to producers I, I, I liked a lot and, like, just be, like, send all the stems and be, like, yo, make a record out of this. And, you know, um, a couple of people I sent it to, they sent, like, full records back. I made this song, Nikon, and uh, I sent the loop to Brandon Shoop, and, and he just freaked it. He made that hot. So we go in with, like, these, like... These, like, loops, like, half-done, like, you know, loops that, you know, sound terrible. But, like, I'm like, all right, like, you know, we did these little Ableton joints. Like, let, let's just record demos. We'll make, like, really hot records out of it if we can get a good mix out of this guy. So we go. Dude, dude is definitely not rocking with our energy, the engineer, but whatever. He was doing his job. You know, nobody was disrespecting him, but he, he wasn't feeling us. So I'm like, damn, it's whatever. So we're in there, and then, like, I was like, okay, I pretty much have burned out. Like, I'm, like, four songs deep, and I, I, was, I didn't write a thing that day. I was freestyling everything. I do not know what was gotten into me. So I'm like, all right, all right. Like, if I got this nice studio, I'm going to get Izzy high on the sign. This man's right up the street, so I call him. I'm like, yo, get to the studio right now. Get to the studio right now. He comes through. He brings everybody. So dude is already like, oh, it's COVID. It's this and that. Bro, we in the studio like 11 deep. Like I'm talking about people are sitting on top of each other on the couch. I'm like, damn, they're embarrassed. I'm like, dang, bro, we shouldn't have slid like this. So then I'm like, all right, I have no demo beats. 
looked through my phone, I found the the instrumentals. The song was originally called uh, Toiletries. I don't even know why. Okay, because he said, they need me like toiletries. That, that was super hot. So then we did that, and we did it. We knocked it out, and we didn't add any additional mix or nothing like that. Uh, Lampard did keep hitting me up. Yo, let me, let me play around with it. Let me switch up the beat. So then when we went out to Montana, um... Yeah, we was just like in Montana. We was like, all right, let's go to Yellowstone. Mason, Mason, he does like all my visual work. He was like, yeah, bro, like, uh, like what songs do you want to do? I was like, I don't know. He was like, do that toiletries joint. Like, just do that one. Like, it's done, it's ready. Just please. I was like, I right, bet. And we went crazy, man. We drove to Yellowstone. We shot it in some like weird negative. Like park where it was like it, it looked like you ascended to heaven. That's that one scene where it's like snowing really hard and we're like jumping around. It's like a little out of focus. And then the other scene was um, a bonfire that we had built next to the cabin that we were staying in and just sat around it. And it was like freezing cold out. And uh, Dags kept trying to like throw like lighter fluid on it and like kept like jumping away whenever like the 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 fire rose up so if you don't see the fire like yeah it was, it was just funny man it was a lot of funny stuff that happened in montana man a lot of funny stuff we definitely was on a ranch izzy had definitely let out some people's horses that we had nothing to do with you know what i mean like into a neighborhood like horses live horses into a neighborhood bro well fun stories all around <laughs> What are your plans for the future looking like? And what's something you want to accomplish within the next year? Where do you want to see yourself a year from today? Right now, the two things that are most important on my, you feel me, every day are um, applying to school in London and uh, finishing an, like an album. I don't want anything too long for my debut. I want to do something small, short, sweet. And then I, I want to move. So, um, so I want to put out a project here. This is what my future is looking like. This is how I have it mapped out. And I don't want to say too much because it might ruin the, the story, but whatever. I want to record a project. I want to have it done by late August. In September, I want to drop it, have a nice little release party. And then probably the week after I drop it and release it, I just want to move to London. So I'm applying to school in London right now, and I'm hoping I get in, fingers crossed. Nah, I'm not hoping. I will get in. I'm manifesting it. Yeah, I just want to dip. And, like, while I'm out there, you know, I have an uncle that's really uh, important to my life that lives out there. And while and he, he does music stuff, and while I'm out there, I want him to executive produce my second project. And, um, that was, you know, it, Plans don't always work out how you want them to. So, you know, I'm not banking on these things. These are just like my um, my work fantasies. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> like, exactly. It's the vision. It's like when I'm doing the dishes at work. It's like, ha, ha, ha. Like, that's what I'm imagining <laughs> my life is going to be like. Um, yeah. Jags, you have anything you want to accomplish within the next year? Within the next year. Within the next year, I hope to become a better cook. I'm really working on my chef skills. I want to eat better, live better, you know, do some yoga, stop smoking, you know, really focusing and honing in on mental health. 
I hope everyone has a great mental health for the next year. Mental health is important and health is wealth. That's beautiful. Who are some artists right now that you're listening to that you want to spread the word about? Someone that's not getting their flowers, someone that you want to put a spotlight on? Nobody, because I only listen to me. Nah, um, who could I plug? Um, you know, 454, um, very talented dude. I like his music a lot. Shout uh, Izzy Hot for sure. He just did a song the other day, or maybe a week or two ago. And that's in like my everyday look, uh, rotation. I just hope he drops it. It's been sitting around for two weeks and it's like a hit. It's just like, bro, put it out. Yeah. I can play it for you after the interview and let me know what you think. Um, Some artists I would want to plug this guy named Jin, J Y N. He's a Korean artist from Hoffman Estates. He's going crazy. Another artist from the suburbs, uh, Adan Diaz, going crazy. They're both on like, the indie side of music. On the more rap side of music, I gotta shout out my boy Soap San. Soap San going crazy. Chicago legend, if you know, you know. Soap really is like, he's really a special, special artist. Of course, Izzy Hot. Izzy Hot. Fiji, shout out Big Body Fiji, one of my favorite artists since I was like 15, 16. And to see the growth of Big Body Fiji has been so insane. And then the last artist that I will shout out is. You know, Sydney August. I feel like yeah, I feel like Sydney is gonna have a great. Uh, you go steal the mic. Yeah, shout out to Sydney. I got I gotta do that, man. I gotta give Sydney the shout out, man. Cause that's what got my start. Sydney put me on when I was a young lad. I was like seventeen. She was like, "Get right." She was like, "Come on, it's time to make music." I'm like, "All right, all right, let's do it." Nah, nah, I'm giving back to y'all. Stop being annoying. Uh, I don't. I don't even know. Sydney is such a special artist. I feel like. Her, her vocal and her relationship with uh, this guy named Castle, Castle Engineers, phenomenal engineer. Um, yeah, their relationship and their production style as long as well with uh, Marquise, and they're having a great team. I feel like they're they're really up up to have a great, great future, and they're just overall just great people. So I feel like beyond the art, the relationships and music is what you create and what will last forever. Well, Chase, Dags, thank you so much for joining us on episode of Outfino for Deep Dark Tunnel. Where can the people find you on social media and streaming platforms? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could find me at when Chase Alex on Instagram and um, Chase Alex on Spotify and all streaming services. And I think Chase of the Island on Twitter. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, he's right. Chase of the Island, native Chase. But you can find me at... A-Y-E-D-A-G-Z on Instagram and also check out on Instagram at I-Z-Z-I-H-O-T 24 Izzy Hot 24 R.I.P. Kobe R.I.P. Bean Thank you We've got some tracks coming up for you now Thank you so much for joining us down the tunnel Don't get lost on the way out Now playing Hard to Blend by Chase Alex and Izzy Hot
It's been hard to blend. Sometimes can't hold a hand. It was the month of Jan. She was just a nominee. I'm in New York with Stan. Go downstairs, let them in. I got cheat codes and trains. They need me like Jordan Lights and Reds. Had them shaking in a party. She be up, I kinda her pills look like some smarties. I can't do the hood, cause no more I want a Barbie. I can't play no games, baby, I'm not Izzy Harvey. Are you an underground artist that wants to be featured on Deep Dark Tunnel? Check out our Instagram for more information at Deep Dark Tunnel Radio. The Lotus City Rising.